you ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. But without victory there is no survival. Now we are the masters of our fate. Hello, my name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. And today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. And I just want to let people know to look out for a podcast interview with uh, Brian Smith. He's running for uh, Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, District 1. And Brian Smith is also a Los Angeles County Deputy Sheriff. So this quick, short podcast episode will be about the subject of vote raising versus fundraising. And many people know what fundraising is about. If you are a donor, you have received emails from various sources Uh, asking for money, asking for $100, $25, $5. And uh, so that money is donated sometimes. And maybe most of the time you don't like receiving these emails. And I have heard from people from across the country that they do not like receiving the emails from the same entity multiple times a day. So you know about the fundraising part. And candidates know about the fundraising part because they are behind these emails and there's no there's no bad thing about sending the email. That's that's just the way it works. And you send 100 emails, maybe five people donate one hundred dollars or 20 people donate five dollars, whatever the case may be. But this podcast episode is about the other side of the coin, the part that many candidates are not uh, focused on. And I would say a lot of um, voters would love to participate. And we're talking about vote raising. That's right. V-O-T-E hyphen raising. And vote raising means that you want enough votes so you can win. I mean, the donations are kind of good. But the donations do not translate into a victory. And there's a candidate in Maryland in 2020 that found this out the hard way. I mean, she didn't win, but she walked away with millions of dollars in donations. So I guess it may be a win the way she's looking at it. But in terms of winning the election, vote raising is what candidates want to focus on. And a lot of times, if you focus on vote raising, the fundraising will come with it. And the reason why it's like that is because donors, especially now with all the grifters that are out there and uh, there's just a whole lot of mess going on. I don't want to even talk about the mess on this podcast episode, but the Donors are looking for candidates with the system. The donors are saying, well, if I donate, 
what is the likelihood you will win? Now, that may be a, a vague question to some people. Uh, some people may say, well, I'm not sure, you know, how I'm going to win. I just hope, you know, my social media accounts uh, reach the right people. I hope uh, I get the right endorsements where, you know, a, a certain person or a, a local GOP or state GOP endorses me. Okay, but there's a problem with just relying on endorsements. Guess what? Okay, so you got 12, 50 people that endorse you. What about the other 800,000, 1 million people who know nothing about the endorsement? Suppose some big title, some big guy or some big woman, you know, very popular is what I mean, not big physically. You know, we live in these times where you can't say certain words, but let's say a high profile person endorses you. And you say, oh, great, I'm going to win because this high profile person endorsed me. Okay, so maybe a thousand people might know about this. Maybe 10,000 people around the country may know about this. But what about the 800,000 to 1 million people in your district who have no idea that this high profile person endorsed to you? Okay. And, and then we have a situation that just happened here in California where a, a GOP entity endorsed a candidate and allegedly money was changed, changed hands for the endorsement. So what big weight will that have unless you consider the additional income that this GOP entity received? Yeah, their their bank account may increase by $40,000. But what about the people who have to make a decision on June 7th about who to vote for? Governor, state senator, um, you know, state assembly person. Well, let's take it nationally. Those who are having primaries like in Florida and other states. So the bottom line is vote raising is what candidates should be focused on. But it's kind of difficult to focus on vote raising when you don't have a plan to get the votes. And what am I talking about? I'm not talking about um, magically seeing the votes come through on election day. I'm talking about doing the work before election day and, and getting a pre-count of people who will vote for you on election day. And I've been uh, talking about this for about nine months, that candidates need to have a pledged voter database. And the pledged voter database is a collection of people who have donated and have pledged that they will vote for you. And these are people who are eligible to vote for you because they live in your district or they live in your state. And the challenge with the Pledge Voter Database is that the candidates have to do some work. And that's the part that's the obstacle. Because if I said, okay, you got 800,000 people in your voting district, and to be secure, you need to have maybe 60% of the people or 50% at a minimum of people who have pledged they, will, they want to see you in office. 
Well, that means, you know, you need to find a way to get 400,000 pledged voters in your database. And again, if you do that work, your donation money will come along with it because the people will see you working. They'll see you working to, to, to uh, communicate and you have a strategy, you're working hard, you're working smart. So that's the purpose of the Pledge Voter Database is to secure a number of votes. Because if you don't, these Democrat election officials will steal your victory. And here's an example. And I will use an example as if you have 50% of 800,000 voters in your Pledge Voter Database. So that means you have 400,000 votes. So let's say election day comes along and, you know, the, the people vote. And then a few days later, you find out from the election officials that you only got 285,000 votes. And your database has 400,000 people who live in your district who have pledged to vote for you. So you got some options that you didn't have if you didn't have the pledge voter database. See, without the pledge voter database, the candidate will say, gosh darn, I lost. I only got 285,000 votes. I'll try harder next time. And the election officials will say, <laughs> he wasted all his time and wasted his donors money. And so our guy is in and the Republican guy is out. Okay, so but if you have a pledge voter database and you know 400,000 people uh, pledge to vote for you, you can go to those election officials with your attorney and say, election officials, please show me the number of people who voted for me and there and the database that you have showing who voted for me. Then you can compare databases. And if the databases are wrong, say, well, you're short by 115,000 votes. Let me show you the people who have pledged to vote for me. And if they have a challenge verifying that those 400,000 people have voted for you, you got them. Okay. So in addition to having the pledge voter database, maybe, you know, create a t-shirt fund where you have or t-shirt fundraiser where you have many of your supporters wearing your t-shirts all over your district. That's another sign to the election officials that please do not cheat John out of an, an out of an election. Please do not chase or uh, cheat Darlene out of an election because look at all the people wearing the t-shirts so you have to have a strategy and i believe here in california and i hope the people in florida are listening i believe california is not a blue state i believe we have fallen victim to democrat election cheating here in california and my message to florida is start your pledge voter database because Florida, the state of Florida has had thousands or and hundreds of thousands of people move to Florida. 
to escape New York and to leave California and Oregon and Washington State and Connecticut and Pennsylvania. So it's best to use a strategy. It's best to work hard, work smart, and communicate often. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC. My website is rpusa.org, and our telephone number is 726 999 Thanks for listening to this podcast episode, and make it a great day. Bye-bye. Never give it. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense.